Welcome to the Six Figure Event Podcast. Here we get real about what it takes to build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, and event planner. We'll go places others won't, diving into the nitty gritty how-tos of events, strategy, sponsorship, and marketing. Plus, we have exciting interviews with those who've mastered their own craft and a segment called Interviews with Sponsors, where we get the lowdown of what sponsors really look for when sponsoring an event. This is where we win the event space together. I'm your host, Alicia May, founder of Eventistry by Alicia, mom of two, lover of Saturdays, and I'm obsessed with creating phenomenal, profitable events. With a decade of experience, I'm here to talk you through those event roadblocks and even help you get out of your own way. Don't get stuck while planning, strategizing, and budgeting an event or retreat. On the Six Figure Event Podcast, I'm your wing woman. We're going to grow your business, your following, and scale your dreams one event at a time. So in today's episode, we're talking all about the power of event sponsorships and how to land one. Now, this question comes at me daily. I get questions about how to really get sponsors. What do they want? Is it the deck? Is it the email? Can we do cold outreach? The questions are endless. And so I really want to focus today on how to land your first event sponsorship or even how to reach out to new ones if you're already successful. Now, did you know that eight out of 10 event planners and strategists are overwhelmed by the concept of cold emailing or calling an event sponsor. I mean, to me, it's mind blowing. Event sponsorship isn't necessarily easy to obtain, but it's really not that hard either. I've always believed that there's never a shortage of resources, only a shortage of resourcefulness. So when it comes to event resources, sponsorships are the name of the game. We really want to think about how we can add more value and more profit. I mean, we are listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. So for a long time, these tools that I'm going to tell you today, I used with my clients exclusively, but I've watched way too many entrepreneurs, small businesses, events, conferences, have really not so great events uh, because of lack of sponsors or teaming with the wrong sponsor or just not finding the perfect amount of money to get what they want or put on what they want at their event. So there's three things I'm going to talk to you today about on how to land your dream sponsor. So number one is understand what makes a good sponsor. And choosing the right sponsor is imperative to success. I'm gonna put this for all of the other points today because fitting a sponsor's brand is, is equally important as them fitting yours. Capitalize on the target audience being brought in by your sponsor. And in order to appeal them to this magical brand alignment that I talk about, it really has to make sense. So bringing on brand notoriety is really much like selecting a temporary business partner because it's going to be a six to eight month process. You really want to make sure you share interests and be able to mutually benefit from this partner. Expert tip, I'm going to throw in a golden nugget here. Your first sponsorship deal isn't necessarily the one you'll go with because it's almost leverage for going for your dream event sponsor like the big dog. 
unless you're an influential, well-known brand, it's really going to be hard convincing massive corporations of the benefits they'll receive from sponsoring you. Unless, of course, you happen to have the leverage of an offer from their competition, right? So know what you bring to the table and use it. So along with some really great brand power, event sponsors can literally bring cash because that's what it's about. And that's where you can really start to get fun with the relationship and what you guys are going to bring to the experience of the event. But again, here we go into another kind of choosing the right sponsor is we have to make sure that your partner in this event is going to have a great relationship with you. And so many people put sponsors on a pedestal, but they just want to be treated like a colleague, really. I mean, a straight shooter approach helps sponsors understand the mutual benefits of the event experience and then helps you seal the deal ultimately. And again, it's remaining authentic and being treated the way you want to be treated. So when you have that on-brand integrity with your sponsor, a lot of things can be really, really beneficial, including the money that you're going to be receiving, but also the relationship that you're going to bring together for hopefully years to come. Number two is executing a cold email strategy. So because you probably don't have the decision maker's email in hand, from the beginning, you're going to be wanting to to create a cold email strategy. So what you want is to get in direct contact with a person in charge, uh, the decision maker. I would never go to a customer service um, or, you know, somebody in the marketing department. They have to bring it to their colleagues or the team in order for, for a sponsorship to be approved. Don't waste a perfectly good pitch on the wrong staff member. You, you're going to be waiting around for a call. You're going to, you know, your strategic email is going to be sitting in the folder of a secretary or an admin assistant or, you know, brand ambassador who doesn't really have anything to do with event sponsorships. Sometimes they do, but this will require a little bit of digging and research, but it's really that effort. The effort is going to make a huge difference. So I suggest with this cold emailing strategy is leaving the dear potential sponsor emails behind. Instead, use a very customizable, foolproof email pitch in order for it to be very one-to-one. If you're starting out small by 10 companies at first, each of them is going to have a specific proposal to that brand and it will resonate a genuine desire to connect with them. Again, if you are looking for sponsorship that is in complete alignment with their brand, you're gonna know exactly what they're marketing, looking at their social media channels, being on their email list to see what they're participating in. All this means nothing though if it lands in the right inbox, am I right? So every email you you send, again, should be super unique and it will follow a little the same set of guidelines. So here's an idea for your setup. Number one, be short, be direct. So this is like a list within the list. Uh, Be short, be direct. Honor your sponsor's time, but keeping your first email brief. Anything requiring more than three minutes to read or watch becomes like I say high risk. The first contact is your chance to show you know the added value they offer, your need and how they fill that need and what your business relationship can offer them. Remember, it's all about mutual benefits. More about them, but also mutual because you're providing them with 
direct access to your audience. Again, golden nugget number two, that's what they really want. And the second thing in my list here is remain authentic. There's a specific reason, like I said, why you want them as a sponsor. Their brand resonates with your vision, you have a shared audience, whatever it may be, to believe that you guys have a perfect fit, make that feel like the reason for the email. So highlight why you think they would be a good match instead of the fact that you just need a sponsor. So position them as authority and really seeking advice that's relevant. We understand you to be an expert at email marketing, let's say, any ideas, how we could bring that together to life at this event. So again, we just went through two strategies. We're gonna to go to the third one. Number one is understanding and choosing the right sponsor. Number two is executing a cold email strategy. And number three is creating a fantastic sponsorship deck. And creating a sponsorship deck is really all hands in because this is where you're going to talk about your demographics, your audience, what you're doing at your event, and a call to action to book a call with you or to follow up. A lot of people get these wrong. I see some decks and I, and I analyze and I audit a lot of decks on a weekly basis, but I see people going all in on this deck like it's their, you know, it's like their third child. And truly, it only needs to be the most relevant, clear, and concise information that you can provide. It really should be about five pages to six pages long. Title page, about, demographics, audiences that you serve, any relevant historical data. And if you've surveyed your audience, which is a huge must, have the, that information there. Again, it's all about your target attendees. That's what they really want to know. Ideas for activations and then contact a call to action. And that's what your deck should really, really be about. We don't need your full backstory of why you started. We more need stats and demographics so they can see if their audiences and your audiences fit in the same bucket. And that's the fun part is, is actually creating the experiences and making customized proposals based on what you talk about in emails, negotiations through the phone and back and forth. I find that sometimes custom tiers, one size fits all, doesn't really fit everyone. And I use this analogy with my clients and you know people that I talk to, and they ask me, Alicia, well, I have my gold, my, my silver, my bronze, my platinum, but people love that. And you can probably resonate with this. Sponsors will come to you and say, well, I like this, this, and this, and this, and I don't like those. And so it's a custom proposal more often than not. So you still want to give them the opportunity to look at what you have done in the past or opportunities for what you think might be a good activation, a good experience, a good hands-on uh, workshop, or really comes down to custom proposals. And you can, again, put on your deck um, ideas and samples, but I suggest doing customized all the time. Your deck is an extension of the event. And it should be very informative and, like I said, to the point 
clear, concise, with a call to action to either book a call or have somebody send you an email at, you know, several times within the deck. So about us, book a call with us to discuss more at the end of the deck as well. Now, that's my favorite recipe in order to land the perfect sponsor. Again, it's going to take research. It's going to take some cold, hard digging and facts and understanding how sponsors work and how sponsors tick and what they really are focusing on for the year. So my best advice is to inform yourself as best as you can, get into it. If you don't have time to do it, then hire out somebody who is a professional who understands sponsorship and can help you get to the next level. Now, if you want to learn more about my process and how I do this, you can definitely go to the website, Eventistry by Alicia. There's actually a freebie there that I just created and you can download it. It's actually the best pitch possible. And you can download my swipe files and you can get all in and learn more about sponsorships and how I've been successful in acquiring almost 5 million to date. So thanks so much for tuning in and I hope to see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Six Figure Event Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and take the tools and tips and information from our guest speakers to help build extraordinary wealth as an entrepreneur, business owner, or event planner. Join us again next week for a new episode that I hope will continue to help you win in the events.